So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. Uh, Welcome to today's episode, which is an interview with a recent ex client of mine, uh, Will Innes. So Will and I uh, worked together for about uh, five or six months, uh, end of last year and the beginning of this, and he's kindly agreed to come on and share some of his experiences of uh, exploring the principles behind quality of mind. So welcome, Will. Hi, Piers. Nice to talk to you again. Well, Will, thanks for being here. Um, be great if you could just start off by giving... Um, listeners just a little bit about your background so they, they know the context of who you are and uh, what you do. Sure. Um, so I'm currently living uh, in Australia with my family. I've uh, been here for a couple of years, having spent most of my working life uh, in the UK. Um, I'm currently the general manager of uh, kind of like a management consulting and advisory business uh, here in Australia based in Brisbane. Um, I've been in that role only for a few months, so still relatively new. And in fact, when we started speaking, I was kind of going through a, a career transition, which is probably one of the triggers. Um, I don't know if it's of interest to people, but I'm 42, almost almost 43, so you can send me a card later, Piers. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, we went through this process kind of within the last year, so it's still fairly, fairly fresh in my mind. Great. Now, it might be useful for, for listeners just to get a sense of what, why was it that you chose to come with um, the sort of quality of mind-based coaching um, and, and what it was that appealed to you. So, it, it's, you know, I know it sometimes you, you may not be able to remember exactly, but, but I know, you know, you were actually in Australia. I was doing some LinkedIn posts. We kind of knew each other anyway, uh, a little bit through our networks. But can you remember what it was that sort of made you think, oh, I'm going to sort of explore that avenue. Um, yeah, look, well, it, it does actually now, I've thought about it, it does feel like a long time ago. But I, I don't think it was one singular thing. Um, I do know that at the time, I was, I was just kind of, uh, it felt like I was uh, not, a, not a major crossroads, but I had lots of kind of things that were you know, in my life. Um, busy with family. Um, I was working hard um, as a bit of a lone ranger here in Australia for a global organization. So I was the kind of only one here. So maybe I felt a little bit isolated. So I was, I was kind of looking kind of for a mentor, I suppose, um, a bit of kind of corporate counseling slash coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, but wanted to connect with someone that I could also just speak to, you know, kind of lifestyle, you know, like a, a good person to talk to and just, I suppose, help me, help me navigate a few things. I, nothing was, hugely wrong, but I did think, oh, there must be a, a better way to think about some of these things and approach some of these things. And I just knew that talking to someone could kind of help. Um, so I, I was just, yeah, just looking around for that. And I, I certainly remember seeing some of your posts about quality of mind. 
And I just thought, do you know what? And, and we had we had worked together a couple of years ago, and I just I thought, do you know what? Pierce is posting some really interesting stuff. I, I trust him. I respect him. I'll, I'll just kind of pick his brains and see what he thinks about some of these things. And I, and I think when we got talking, all of those things that I talked about, you know, p- part counselling, part coaching, part mentoring, the, the way you kind of approach it was saying, well, interesting timing, because in fact, the quality of mind piece that you were starting to, to practice and, and talk about was something that sat about above all of those things. That's the way you positioned it. Again. And you sort of said, well, once you understand how the system and the mind works and how, how you're sort of inter- interacting with the world, but what I find is that some of those smaller things that sit, not smaller, but some of those other things that sit kind of underneath that or more downstream just kind of fix themselves and work themselves out. And, and I, must, I must admit, so, uh, part of me did kind of go, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Too good to be true. But you were very honest. You did say it kind of sounds deceptively simple, but when I guide people through this, I've just seen some amazing results. And I, I do also have to say that I think that trust played a huge part in it. I, you know, I trust. Did you? I knew you were really credible. I don't know whether it helps, but for me, when I'm going to speak to someone about some quite personal, but also you know, important things in my life, I've got to feel that I'm standing sort, sort of toast up, someone that's sort of equal, I suppose, someone I trust, someone that's credible. Um, and that really helped me um, to just, ultimately, it felt right. So I do remember at the time uh, I said to you, I'm going to need to think about this. And I just lived with it for a couple of days and, and I sort of spoke about it with my wife and stuff. And, um, and I think we just said, you know, does it feel like the right thing to do? Does it feel as though this could just move things forward, move me forward a bit? And um, yeah, I, I, taking the plunge sounds a bit extreme, but I, I, I definitely went for it and trusted you to do it. And um, I'm very, very glad I did. But, but those were some of the things I was mulling over, I think. Mm. But well, there's quite there's quite a lot in what you've just said actually, which, um, um, which is brilliant, and and we might explore some of those in a minute. But I just just to sort of complete the story for people, wh- wh- how would you say then the benefit has been? I mean, what have you noticed uh, the value and the outcome has been of, of of our work together? How would you describe that? Um, it's weird the way it shows up because you're not giving someone like a pill. You're, you're, kind of, you're kind of just like stimulating people to think, reframe the way they look at things through understanding it. You talk quite a lot about sort of realizations just showing up, i.e. I didn't used to go away and sit at my desk and just think, <laughs> you know, what, what did Pierce say? What do I do with this? <laughs> I just let it rumble around my brain. And what I actually started, <laughs> what the, the, I, I was commu- traveling on the bus into Brisbane I actually found half an hour on the bus of just letting my mind wander. I'd kind of have these moments of going, God, it's really interesting. And you call them kind of realizations um, as opposed to kind of insights. But I, I started noticing quite small things, actually. Things like relationships and empathy would show up. Like I started looking at people differently. Um, I remember one of my first memories at school, a bit of a sidebar. I remember one of my first memories at school was being told to stop scowling. And it wasn't because I'm completely miserable. Uh, my wife may tell you differently, but um, 
I just kind of always deep in deep deep in thought. I'm always thinking about things and probably overthinking uh, things, um, and and things like that. But but and so sometimes actually an initial meeting that might people may say, oh, he seems quite guarded. But I was always just kind of analysing the situation, you know. Um, but I stopped doing that and was just much more open to people. And I, I just found actually as soon as I did that, people were then smiling and happy with me and I was smiling and happy back. So it's a, it's a small thing, but I think that's got huge implications. Um, it made me feel just generally kind of day-to-day just a bit happier, um, a bit more connected to people around me, even if they're just on a bus. Mm. And you start just giving out more and you get more back. And, there's, and then it snowballs into slightly bigger things like relationships you know, at, at home with your kids or your wife or whatever it may be and work colleagues. And then it starts showing up in progressively kind of bigger ways of being able to then think, think about work differently. You know, it's an enormous to-do list like, oh God, that's quite daunting to just kind of, well, that's okay. Actually, that kind of feeling of being daunted, that's actually just a feeling and I'm not going to worry about that. And then so that fades away and then you start just finding yourself getting into flow more easily at, at work. And then of course that has bigger implications because you find you're more productive so you feel better about being productive and then you feel content that you're doing the right thing at work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think um, started small, um, then it gets a bit bigger. Um, and now I, I, I look at that and just feel quite grateful for that, to be honest. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a really interesting road, um, which is kind of surreal in a way when, when you overthink that, because what did we do? We, we talked about some stuff for an hour here or there. Um, I went away and just kind of let my brain process it a bit. Um, and then it showed up in something which is, well, potentially quite kind of life-changing, really. So, yeah, mm. it's... it's <laughs> it, it is an odd... If you, descri- if you describe it to <laughs> other people, it is odd. Yeah. Um, and I remember once I was talking to a TV production company and they wanted to sort of do some work, you know, and I said, look, it's not very interesting to watch, right? It's not, you know, it, it, it will sound like a... Mm, well, they're having a slightly abstract conversation about consciousness and the mind, you know, it's not mm-hmm. that sexy. The benefits can, as you say, could, could, as they come into emergence and implications that they can be quite life-changing, but it, it's, it's just a conversation and the, the stuff, as you say, we talked about, is quite hard to explain. But yes. just to give listeners an idea, um, we weren't talking about stuff that you should do differently. We weren't talking about behavioral prescriptions or, no. hey, well, have you thought of doing this? It wasn't sort of downstream. Um, the stuff we were talking about was, well, I don't know how you'd call it, but, it, you know, and we don't need to go in technically here, but it's more about the mind and, and that kind of thing, wasn't it? That's what we were talking That was our stuff. Yeah. You know, for, for me, uh, yeah, I won't try and... Uh, I've, I've gone to the, the odd networking event where I, I tried to sort of evangelize by what you were doing, and, and I tripped over some of the... Even though it's quite a simple concept, I tripped over some of the language quite quickly, so I don't want to try and do it here, but... Um, yeah, so fundamentally for me, it's about understanding how the mind works and how it processes the world around it. And simple things like, um, and again, it, it won't sound profound to anyone listening potentially, but um, just the nature of feelings and thoughts 
um, and how I used to carry so much weight behind that. Like I'm, I'm feeling stressed and then that would snowball into, oh God, kind of anxiety, I suppose. And then, oh, what, what do I do with that? But as soon as you realise, you know, you really realise, well, it's just a kind of thought and it'll come and it'll go and that's okay. You know, I, I could sit in a kind of, almost get writer's block because I'm uh, writing a big proposal or, or a deck of something that's quite significant and have a period of going, oh, I really, I want it to be good. I've got all these other things running through my mind. You know, oh, what do I, what do, I do? Um, I just feel more relaxed about that stuff now and actually just kind of find that the good stuff just has a habit of just kind of showing up and turning out. And, and once that happens once or twice, you then start to feel more confidence and self-confidence. Um, and as, as I said before, then thing, things just flow more easily. And it comes from something seemingly simple, which is understanding how your mind works and how you're processing things like thoughts and feelings and reactions. Um, but it's actually quite, it, it not actually, but it is transformational in its impact. Mm. And it's funny, actually, because I almost get a sense of whether someone's truly getting this by their inability to talk about it. Um, <laughs> is, that a, is that a good thing? Yeah, exactly. not that you have an inability to talk about it, Will. Let, let me just be clear there. But, <laughs> but if someone can, you know, kind of give me chapter and verse on the intellectual understanding, right? It's almost like, have they really, have they really seen this, right? Because yeah. actually the way it turns up, when it turns up is exactly as you described. It's kind of emergent. It just sort of pops through and things have an ease to them that they didn't before, as you said. The, the good stuff just rises to the top and the other stuff just drops off. Um, and it's hard to describe, but it, but it's felt, you know, I think, I think what you said about, you mm. know, just, you were almost finding it easy. I think I remember one session you, I think you said something like you were just smiled at the person that made your coffee or so. I can't remember you, you were somewhere and it was just yes. kind of, and, and, you, and that sounds really small, but that's an indication that the language I would use is that your quality of mind, your aperture is opening right? Yes. You're seeing more connection in the world. Not because you're being taught some rapport techniques and you're trying to smile at everyone you see because you know that's a good thing to do. It's just what your aperture is opening. Um, and when yeah. that aperture starts to open, all sorts of lovely things emerge through that. And in, in, yes. in a very wide range of things, as you say, relationship with the kids, you know, conversations with your boss, um, clarity about your new role, you know, and, and that's, that's the nature of the change we're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I suppose um, one thing I, I one thing I was not not anxious, but um, I certainly didn't want to say, don't want it to appear that before I was completely miserable or didn't smile at anybody. I think the difference <laughs> is, but you're sort of. I think I think I was always kind of told that was the right thing to do, and I was always consciously doing it anyway. I hope most of the time, um, but I think what the difference was I noticed how it felt more mm. to your point of feeling. And I think there's, and there's a smart, subtle but huge difference in that. And I, I genuinely enjoy it now. And, and I think it is, you're right, that genuine sense of connection at a human level. And it might be too much of a sidebar, but for me, so I work in the kind of HR talent acquisition, so sort of people space. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I see... The big industry trends right now are things like um, diversity and inclusion. How do we make our businesses more inclusive? And there's all sorts of talks of interventions that you do and training people. But it's interesting. I, I now look at that through a different lens, and I, I don't have the solution for it, but I, I certainly look at 
what I've sort of learned and adopted here and think, wow, if we could encourage people to just understand the connectivity between all the different people and how connected we all are, things like diversity or seeing people in a different way just kind of fades away because it's no longer an issue. You, you, genuine, you genuinely believe that the person sat opposite you is just as entitled to everything that you have. They're just an equal to you. Where they've been, what they've done, how they see the world, it, it makes no difference. Um, if we could do more of that in just the world at large, but certainly in my work, I look at that and go, wow, what an opportunity. It, it, it makes mm. so many things seem more simple that we, so in a corporate land, just overcomplicate. Um, and we constantly try to sort of fix people as opposed to enabling them to actually get back to the basics of what it means to be human. So, you know, yeah, it's, an, it's a big area. We may not want to go into it, but I'm, I, I suppose the reason I'm using that as an example is that I see this impacting uh, personal life, family life, corporate life, but bigger implications into, I suppose, the, the, you know, the communities we live in and all those kind of things, which is maybe too big for this conversation. Well, but, no, um, I mean, I think, I think no, let, let's just do a little bit on that um, because I think it's so relevant what you talk about because, again, you're seeing implications in a wide, pervasive benefit. And I think just, just to take the example that you mentioned, you know, diversity and inclusion, it, I think what happens is that you start to see that things like diversity and inclusion, rather than being a, well, that's what we should do and we have to kind of psychologically mm. make sure that we are inclusive, it just emerges as an obviousness that we are all the same thing at one level. We are all, we are all if you want universal consciousness, you want to put a technical word on it, right? Now, we, 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 we fractal into seven billion versions of that, right? Um, but at our source, we are all the same. And the only difference between us is our moment-to-moment -moment personal thinking, right, of our finite minds. Now, what, what does that mean at a practical level? Well, it means that when you see that, when you see that rather than think that's a good idea, the obviousness to, to include other people becomes more just like innate, right? Mm. Um, also, when it comes to diversity, I think there's an interesting thing because a lot of organizations will say, ah, it's good to have diversity because you get different thoughts coming in and it's nice to have a different perspective, a fresh perspective from someone with a different ethnographical background or whatever. Now, to me, the thing we're missing is we can have diversity in, in our own minds if we open our own aperture, right? Mm. So, so yes, I'm not saying that means we shouldn't include people from different backgrounds. Of course we should. But I mean, even in our own mind, what stops our own diversity of thinking? right, is this closed aperture we're all comfortably numb walking around in. And what you've mm. sort of described a little bit with your smiling on the bus, I know it was more than that, is, well, actually, you're going to have a more wide-ranging wide thought range now than you did before. Different mm. thoughts are going to appear. I mean, people will call it creativity maybe, but you're going to see things you didn't see and you're going to listen and hear and see your projection of the outside world differently too because of your open aperture. So I think what we're trying to do is, is innocently reverse engineer all these things that are already innate. And if, and if yeah. you people up to it, they would see that. Yeah, that's it. Simple. I think that's what you're pointing to. I think it's a great, great point. Um, mm. So, and, and that's the funny thing about this understanding world, isn't it? You, you get loads of kind of personal individual benefit, right? So, oh yeah, I find it a bit easier to, you know, 
chat to my kids, to, to manage my workflow, you know, but also you start seeing implications for the wider, the wider piece. Um, mm, that's because you're working at a very upstream level. Um, yeah. so, that, so that's great. So I also just want to ask you a question in case anyone's thinking, um, cause what we, we probably six months ago, we probably finished. Does, does it wear off this? Well, what, what happens? Because sometimes with, you know, people, <laughs> you coaching, whatever, and, the, and it's, you get a contact high and then you're like, uh, yeah, that's kind of worn off now. So, so what, what's been going on in the last six months since we've been talking, since we've finished our sessions? Has it got better, worse, dropped off? What's happened? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I definitely, definitely not worn off. Um, uh, yeah, no, kind of better and better and better, really. Because um, I think you, you, to go back to your word, aperture is really interesting. Um, I think what, I think if you start to think in those terms, I think opportunities open up left, right, and centre um, because you're you're open to them. You're open to meeting more people, listen to what they have to say. You're open to giving things a go and following your your natural instinct, and good stuff always comes through. So what you find is a constant stream of good opportunities. So, which is why I think that <clears throat> that's so bad. I remember in my, uh, many years ago, feeling somewhat trapped in a career, uh, but you know, I wasn't, but I felt like that. And, uh, and I remember think, but the day that I, I did a series of interviews and then I ended up getting, I think like four job offers. <laughs> and what, what I realized at the moment was as soon as you have opportunities, the world feels okay. But if you feel trapped, it's easy to just feel absolutely rotten. So if I take that analogy forward, if you've just got a constant stream and you're open to life, people, opportunities, I think it's very unlikely to get boring or you'll feel stuck or stuck in a rut, which so many people do. Um, but if you're open and kind of okay with yourself and the world, you're just going to get a constant stream of good stuff to get stuck into, which is then breeds uh, positivity and giving back and empathy and all those things. So um, yeah, it doesn't wear off because what you're doing is opening an aperture Mm. to, to, to to good stuff. Um, I I did, I did do an an NLP course about five years or so ago. Again, I said that was part of my kind of interest in Mm. other things. Um, and it was one of the kind of well-known ones in London. And I do remember at the end of each session, they actually did a kind of um, like mini hypnotherapy type thing. And I remember coming home and, and Helen, my, well, my wife, was, uh, would say, gosh, you know, you're like a, like a different person. You seem really chill and all the rest of it. And I was thinking back on it, it's probably because I'd done a, I'd done a, medita- I'd done a meditation and that, that literally did wear off um, because mm-hmm. it's a kind of, it's a short-term kind of intervention. A, a bit like, and I'm not, Dissing it, but some of that mindfulness mm. piece can feel a bit like that, or, or, or you know, you know, how, how do you clear your mind? Oh, I meditate, I go for a walk. And actually, this thinking sits way above that in my mind, um, not in a dismissive way, because I think all those things have their place, but they are kind of fixes. They're kind of things you do to kind of take you out of your thought. Whereas, if more upstream, you change the way you understand thought it removes the need to kind of, well, I need to go and sit in a quiet room for 10 minutes and rock quietly. Um, that, that kind of stuff kind of fall, falls away a little bit and then it does wear off. So, so yeah, to, to come back to your original question, uh, no, I think it opens the aperture, which as long as you kind of stick in that vein is pretty much endless, isn't it? I mean, it's well, just, that, that's, that's I mean, yeah. it's great to hear. And I'd, I'd agree with that. And, and also just on the side, you know, I, I'm glad you said what you said about sort of meditation and mindfulness because yeah, yes, they are useful, 
but they are, we are talking about something of a greater order. We, we are almost talking about what's behind meditation and mindfulness and therefore mm. why you don't need to do them so much. So quite a few people that I, I work with actually used to have a medication, med- meditation practice say, or mindfulness. They used to do it twice a day mm. and they, they've stopped doing it. And there's other podcasts actually that talk about that where there's one guy who stopped his um, meditation and, and yet he's a third more productive now, which you'd think, well, hang on, if you stop your meditation, you shouldn't be more productive. But he goes, well, no, because I've got this understanding now. A, I don't need to do my meditations. I've got more time. And B, I'm in better flow. So it, there's a time and a place for them, you know, if you're taking a sort of progressive path to this, this is more a direct path, you know. <laughs> we're, 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 we're mitigating the need for it. Um, but also to your point about the aperture being open, it's interesting because when your aperture is open, more things come your way Therefore, there's a virtuous circle to it, as in more things come your way, therefore life gets better. But just in case anyone's being cynical on that and thinking, well, aha, wait till something rubbish happens in his life. Let's see what happens then. Now, luckily, nothing rubbish is happening in your life, Will. But what would you think would happen? Let's, let's say you've got a curveball. How, how do you think, I'm going to put you on the spot here, how do you think this understanding might help you if, if life chucked you a curveball let's say, I don't know, someone got ill or you lost your job or I don't know, whatever it might be. How, how, how does that look to you now, the idea of life being able to chuck you a curveball? Um, I think the, the, so, I mean, so since we've done it, um, I've, had, I've had some you know, big things happen, buying, buying and selling houses and, and transferring money from the UK to here, you know, some, some big life things and kids in schools and some big work moments. Um, so I've had some fairly significant mm. things or things that I would have been daunted by before. And I don't think that, so I would say it's, you know, you, we're, we're human, I'm human. So I still feel that stuff. I can still get a moment of, and I won't swear, I'll try not to, but you, you know, the, that moment when you go, oh, oh yeah. I think the, 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 and the difference now is just not allowing that to fester or grow because you see it for what it is. It just dissolves quicker. Mm. So, you know, emotions and feelings can definitely be a bit of a roller coaster. And I, I probably in my past been a bit, you know, a bit up, a bit down, a bit up, a bit down. I think this is a bit, bit more of a leveler because you, you just don't attribute so much weight to it, and it just sits in. I, I, I one of our early guys. I talk about how you could, I can, you could sit in a bad feeling, and it could just kind of weigh on you. I just, I, it, it doesn't so long because I don't attribute so much weight to it, and therefore you have greater clarity to do something about it. Okay, well that's that's a really bad situation potentially. Um, but I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm just kind of, kind of think, okay, well, actually there's some stuff we could do here. So I suppose it, it enables you to bring a bit more clarity, a bit more positivity and not sit in the really crappy, mm. horrible thing, which makes you unproductive. So again, that's a kind of virtuous bad cycle or an unvirtuous cycle, whatever it is. Um, so that's a sort of bad cycle of, of thinking. Um, and this one is just a bit lighter, which enables you to be a bit more decisive and things like that. And and that would have implications in in the work environment uh, as well as the the, the personal one as well. Um, Does that that kind of answer the question? It does. And and the way I sometimes think about for me is I kind of, it sounds a bit odd, I kind of enjoy feeling bad now a bit more, right? So... You're weird. Yeah, well, I'm not a masochist here. I'm not saying that. But what I mean is if I am feeling grumpy, 
I don't, I, it's just the ebb and flow of, of yeah. thought and conscious coming for the system. I don't attribute meaning to it. I definitely yeah, don't. That's it. Well, I, I might do very briefly, but I don't think it's caused by something. Let's say the kids are being really annoying or, you know, clients are being, you know, not committing to stuff or whatever it is. I, I, I don't, it, it, I kind of, I'm, I'm more okay with whatever I feel now. Right. So I, yeah, and that's it. enjoyment in the ebb and flow. Right. Whereas in the old days, I used to be a big NLP, as you know, and I used to try and manage my emotions and feelings to try and smooth, to try and mitigate the bad ones and get rid of them. But now I'm like, well, and then once you become more okay with the ebb and flow, as you described, they don't last very long. Right. Yeah. So, so it's more V shaped than U shaped, you know, is how I describe it sometimes. So, so you're in it. You're feeling rubbish. Uh, and then before you know it, you're like a four-year-old. You're like, oh, that seems to have gone now. I'm not, dwell- I'm not sitting and dwelling, right? Yeah, that's so it. You that's still different. feel. So in a way, it's quite nice because you get the full 3D experience of life without having to shackle it, you know, cut the bottoms and top off, cut the peaks and troughs off. Yet it doesn't sit with you for so long because it's more transient. So yeah, that's sort of how I would see it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've said it more accurately. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty similar. Yeah, so that's nice. So actually, you get you get to enjoy life, w- 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 warts and all, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you see some of this stuff kind of a bit more for what it is, which just takes some of the punch out of it. Yes, it takes some of the punch out of it, and and, 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 and and you then enjoy more of it, I suppose. Yes, uh, whatever it happens to be. I mean, yeah, you know, whether that's a bit crappy or okay, you can kind of see it what it is and go, oh, okay, well, that's all right, that'll pass. And, um, just We've got a lot going on over here, as you're probably aware, with Brexit, and some people are getting very anxious about it. And I'm like, well, okay, it is what it is. Um, it's quite amusing at one level. Um, I feel sorry for some of the people that have got really caught up in it, but it doesn't yank me down too far into, oh my God, what's going to happen to anything? We just surf across the top of it, really, and we're doing what it is. Um, you know, and that's sort of that would be a microcosm for how I see many things now. Doesn't mean they're not important. Doesn't mean you're apathetic about life. It's just you're able to be in it without being in it, if you know what I mean. So um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, yeah. With some of these things, um, if you get your hands too close to the machine, you get you get sucked into it, and I yeah. think thoughts, feelings, and life can be like that. Um, and I think if 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 uh, yeah, certainly I can imagine if you're a person that attributes a lot of weight and importance uh, that would just drive anxiety and you know, racing thoughts and you know you're, no, you're not going to think clear you're not going to enjoy stuff um so i think yeah being able to i suppose give yourself a bit of space from some of that um is can only be a good thing for, for lots of people i imagine okay so so well, we're coming to an to end of time it flies by when we have these conversations i always say that but if if there's someone listening now who was a little bit curious maybe they've listened to one or two podcasts they've been interested in your sort of journey on this would you be able to sort of i don't know anything you'd say to them just as a, in a in a sort of nutshell uh you know as someone that's sort of just been through this journey any any thoughts you would leave them with if they're a little bit curious um I, I, I think you, you sort of say be curious. I mean, one thing I will say, Piers, is that some of the stuff, I, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn a fair amount and I see some of the stuff you do post and I think I said it to you before, it absolutely twists my melon. I just kind of, you know, what? I'm sure it's smart because it's Piers, but I just don't follow that. Um, and what I will say, working with you though was 
so seemingly simple and um, we didn't have to twist my melon too much. So I would say um, be open to it. It's actually, it's, it's not complicated. It's actually really massive, but it's really simple too. Um, and that in itself is just a really nice thought. So I would say um, be open to it. Certainly don't be put off by what you might think is complicated. Um, and I would encourage them to, you know, pick, pick up the phone or get on a, a webcam with you and, and just kind of explore it and, and if it might work for you. Because I think the connection for me, the connection with the person that you're going to talk to stuff about it really does matter. And I don't want to put people off. Um, but I, I, do, I do think that it was important because it, it was very important for me. Um, and look, if, if, if anyone wants to buzz me directly and ask my experiences, I'm, I'm happy to speak to people or swap emails or something if that's helpful for anybody. But otherwise, I would just say, yeah, give it a go. Just even exploring it in, is an is a interesting process in itself. And it's going to show, show you something about your, yourself or the world around you, which can only be a good thing. Well, that, that, that's, that's very kind that you'd offer to contact people if they, uh, they are curious. And, and also, I'll, I'll take your feedback there that maybe I should try and be a bit simpler on LinkedIn. I, I think sometimes I'm trying to poke the bear. And if I say something too simple, people don't notice. So you have to kind of put it out there just to get, to get them to go, what? So, they, so you break through the echo chamber. But I suppose the downside of that is that they might just go, what? That's too complicated. So I, I, I hear that. But, but I, you know, I do appreciate your offer and... and um, you know, your generosity in coming on this and, and I'll put your details in the show notes if anyone wants to, you know, drop you a line or whatever because um, I think it's always nice to hear from the horse's mouth rather than me uh, or any of my colleagues because uh, we are, might be a little bit biased. Um, mm-hmm. and that's the idea behind these podcasts is to hear from someone real and, and I haven't had to bribe you, you know, say the nice things. You, you, you've been very honest and candid. So um, I appreciate all of that. So um, thank you once again for giving up... Um, some of your time to come on this, Will. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And um, thank you. No worries. Anytime, Piers. Anytime. So, everyone, um, until next time, have fun being curious. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please reach out and leave us a review and a comment. If you want more info, check out makingchangework.co.uk or Piers Thurston on LinkedIn.